Welcome to the Kara's Cures Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundland. Today's episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. One of the hardest things that anyone could ever go through is losing a child. My guest today knows that as the mother of a little girl who was killed in the Sandy Hook school shooting. Jenny Hubbard is the mother of Catherine Violet Hubbard, and she is here with us today to help us understand about how you can still triumph even after great tragedy. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being with us and sharing your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, I had the opportunity to go out to the Catherine Violet Hubbard Animal Sanctuary, an incredible opportunity to tour it with you. And I still think about that, you know, if I'm having a hard day, just how hopeful you were and how much meaning went into that and how you were able to create this beautiful place to honor your daughter and her love of animals. And I think everyone can feel her spirit there. Um, how has that beauty and doing that helped you cope after something that most people could never imagine going through? Mm -hmm. It's given me a purpose, um, first and foremost, of focus on focusing on something that's forward-looking um, versus dwelling on what happened um, to Catherine uh, that day. For me, and everybody deals with grief and tragedy in their life in unique ways. So this is just for me. It was... Um, made all the difference in knowing that Catherine's life and her spirit and her legacy uh, was creating good in the world. Cause that's, that's who she is. That's what she stood for. I, I got to imagine there had to be days where you felt like you just couldn't go on with unimaginable grief. And what did you do with that? Yeah. And you know, there are still days where I, wonder, should I get out of bed today? Like, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, and what I did with that is I leaned into the people that were around me and that are around me. Um, I think that it's so important that we as a community of people and humanity really lean into the collective suffering that we all we all have. I mean, my loss was Catherine. Um, and, you know, someone else's loss is as equally as painful. And it, it would it, it's important that we look around and we see those people that are around us that are struggling and can give us give of ourselves. I really feel that my path forward was paved with the kindness of others of showing that I was not alone in this journey. Yeah, I, it still stuck with me what you said to me that day when we interviewed under the, the beautiful arch that you had created. It was red to match Catherine's hair. And you said, I just firmly still believe that there's good in the world and that people are more good than they are anything else. I guess Absolutely. that must help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. And I think that, you know, the, the impulse is to is to focus on the negativity and the 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 bad things that are happening because I think that they break our hearts. And so, um, you know, I, I really, I, I will, I will go to my grave <laughs> knowing that people are good people. And I hope that in someone else's life, I'm that person. Cause I know that there are people that, um, stepped outside of their comfort zone and, um, said, I have no idea how to help you, but I'm here. And I'm just going to be vulnerable in this moment and offer up whatever I can do. They had no idea what my response was going to be, but they were there and they were willing um, and, and and able to put themselves in the midst of what I was dealing with to try to help me. 
So is that one of the most helpful things? I think we all struggle with what do I say, what do I do? And, and people, good-hearted or not, sometimes say the wrong things or do the wrong things. Was just being there what you needed? What, what can people do to help those who are grieving? Uh, exactly that, to, to just come alongside them um, and be honest and authentic. Nobody needs to be a superhero in the moments when someone else is suffering. Um, I think that when people can just come beside another person and say, I have no idea, but I'm here. Their presence is what makes the difference. And it's what I try to do when I'm, I'm in situations where I have no idea. I don't know what it's like to, be di to deal with a diagnosis that is heart-wrenching, but I do know that I can go stand beside the person. I can have a cup of coffee with them. I can make time in my calendar to walk with them. Uh, some, of my, some of my darkest moments were met by a friend that said, let's go walk. And I know for a fact, this person did not have time to be walking with me. And yet they did. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. I mean, people say there are five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, accept acceptance. Did you experience all of those? Was it all mixed up? What would you tell others who are going through <laughs> grief right now? <laughs> I was going to just say that. Yes. And they're not linear. They're yeah. not. OK, I'm through this this one stage of of grief. And once I get to a point of acceptance, then I'm good. Now I can move on with my life. They they intermingle at times. Um, they they circle back on themselves at time. Um, I was I was told that throughout the rest of my life and I, I now see that it's truth. Um, Catherine's death death will resurface in different ways and at different levels. Um, my son just graduated from high school and I dropped him off at college and I had this real sense of I should be going home and doing this all over again with Catherine and I'm not. And, and it just brought up a whole lot of feelings and, and heaviness. Uh, but I think that when we can acknowledge what we're feeling and know that it's okay, it's normal. And I, and I think that where we are now as a society, we all understand this thing of thing we call grief. Uh, I think three years ago, it was sort of reserved for the people that had had suffered some sort of trial. Um, and I think going through COVID uh, and the disappointments and, and the discouragements of of cancellations and, and dreams and, and things people had aspired to just not happening, I think we can all relate to um, at some level what grief looks like and acts like. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. Is we've all sort of been through, and and not to say that we understand what you went through, but people just really had to had to go through levels of grief, whether they lost someone to COVID or they lost something that was really important. Just as a society, all of a sudden we've gotten a crash course in what to do yeah. with grief, which would made me think of, you know, you got to go to those people who on whether they wanted to or not became an expert in it, which you would be one of those people. Yeah, and I think that in a in a really beautiful way, it made us all a little bit softer to to the collectiveness of just loss um, and respectful of it. I think we can all appreciate at at whatever level we we understand it personally um, that it hurts and that we're a little bit more. I think we're a little bit more compassionate um, because of it. Mm -hmm. What about uh, in the news, just all the things that we have, uh, more school shootings that happen. The Alex Jones trial is happening, and I know a lot of Sandy Hook parents have been very upset that he's back in the news yep. and even using the platform a little bit to speak about his point of view. What does that yep. do for you? What do you say when you see that? You know, I used to just not think about it. 
Um, and now I, I am, there's a certain level of anger um, that bubbles up with things like Alex Jones with, with school shootings, um, because I wonder at what level do we, do we become a little bit more numb um, to the realities of, of what's happening around us? School shootings should not be happening. Um, there should not be people like Alex Jones that are monetizing uh, significant tragedy and loss. And the fact that we at, at some some place in, in our world, in our country, where we see it and we hear it, my concern is that we become numb to it. School shootings, when Catherine, when Catherine died, it was devastating. And it's as devastating today, but yet you don't hear. Um, Uvalde was, I feel like, an exception because we were talking about kids again, but school shootings happen every single day. Um, and I think that until we take a really firm look at who we are as people and how compassionate we are, um, we're, I think we run the risk of, of becoming numb to tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the numbness is, as you've said, it's the grief and what you went through is about feeling it rather than numbing it. Right. Right. I'm, I'm concerned that at some point it just becomes something that we accept that it's okay for someone. I think that the way that the Alex Jones case is going is a clear sign of no, that's not okay. And, and that I'm happy about. Um, But I just, I worry that at what point, do we just become so accustomed to hearing that there's been another school shooting or that, you know, there has been a significant tragedy um, that, that we look at ourselves and wonder where have we, where have we ended? Where have we come to? Right. I want to talk about the Catherine Violet Hubbard Animal Sanctuary. Um, It's such a beautiful place. I know you keep it open to the community so people can go. I know it's a peaceful place for you to have solace. And you just recently had an event called Monarch Meadows and More, where you're actually helping the endangered monarch butterfly. Tell us a little bit about that and how that could also be helping you. Yeah, so the sanctuary, I think, is how we overcome this numbness that I'm so concerned about. It's how I think it's how we as a as a sanctuary um, can show a community at large how you create a place where all are accepted, where we just live the values that I think are so important um, to hold as as humans. And so at the sanctuary, we honor the human animal bond. And we believe that if we can teach people like we did on Sunday at Monarchs Meadows and more, how to care for the creatures and their myths, then we can teach people compassion in action. And so Monarchs Meadows and more was about protecting the recently named endangered monarchs. We had pollinator plants there and we had entomologists from Western Connecticut um, State University teaching kids that bugs were really cool. There were so many moments where there was this collective scream from the meadows because someone had found a huge bug. Um, And then to hear them coming out of the meadow and knowing that that bug was cool and not scary, um, mission accomplished. We do those types of workshops free to the community. We, We believe that you shouldn't have to have a set amount in your bank account to experience compassion and kindness. Um, and so our our workshops are free to the community. We do one a month um, in October. We're going to do um, not so spooky anymore. So we're going to teach 
teach people that the that the animals of Halloween are not scary. They are scary, but they serve a purpose and that they're really beautiful. Um, the other thing that we're doing is uh, we're encouraging people to support the work that we do through um, lacing up and getting out. We've got the race for Catherine coming up. Um, and all of the, the money that's raised from the race for Catherine goes in, a, it goes in supporting programs like Monarchs Meadows Amore and Not So Spooky. Yeah, and I think it's so cool. It's a 12,000 square foot pollinator garden and an apiary that's going to support 500,000 bees. You may not want to yep. see all the bees, but we need the bees. <laughs> we need the bees. <laughs> we need the bees. We do. So tell us about the race for Catherine and how people can participate. Yep. So the race for Catherine is October 14th through the 16th. You can race anytime, anywhere, the 14th, 15th, or 16th. On the 16th, we're doing an in-person uh, race here in Newtown. It's a certified and timed course. So anybody looking to break their, their records can do so with us. Um, and you can learn more about the race for Catherine uh, at cvhfoundation.org. CVHfoundation.org, which is the Catherine Violet Hubbard uh, Animal Sanctuary Foundation, but that's the foundation that you've created. I know it's a 501c3 and people can donate. Um, and just uh, in our last bit of time together, um, pets we know can really help you make make people feel better. I think it's a funny story. If I remember correctly, though, it was Catherine who was the animal lover, not you. You, I, I mean, I think you've become the animal lover. <laughs> uh, You're right. Catherine was passionate about it. And you know, the thing that's so cool is I, I, I love animals and I loved the pets that we had. And still, I still have, I, I have my son's dog here. But, you know, um, one thing that I love is that I'm learning to see animals in the in the eyes of Catherine. Um, I can she was just passionate about them. There was something between she and the creatures she seemed to manage to keep in her midst of just pure love for them. Mm. It's astonishing. I don't think I will ever have that level of love um, for the animals that we care for. Yes, but you're doing the good work. So that's and in honor <laughs> you have love for Catherine. So I encourage everyone, if they can, to go out there and walk the sanctuary. It's just gorgeous. Even the, the meaning of how the wall was created. There's so much meaning in how you created this. Um, I also want to let people know that, you know, after the pandemic, I imagine some of the programs might even be more in need. There, there's still some programs um, that maybe seniors and people like that who need help caring for their pets can come to the sanctuary and to the Catherine Violet Hubbard Foundation for help if they've fallen on hard times? Yep. So the Senior Paw Project uh, is one of those programs that honors the human animal, animal bond through direct care to animals. Um, we support older adults in keeping the pets in their homes. So uh, folks that live in uh, government-assisted housing, uh, we give veterinary care, uh, food support, and when needed, temporary housing. So um, those people who are in need of help, they can reach out to uh, C at, to info at cvhfoundation.org. Okay. Jenny Hubbard, thank you so much. Uh, you know, it's, you've really, you've been incredible. Uh, I admire your strength and I appreciate you um, sharing some of this because I know people have been through great tragedy and sometimes they'll say the best thing that ever helped them was just hearing someone else who also went through great tragedy and that they're okay. Yeah, you know, we're going to be okay. Someone said to me one time, and it's truth that I have said over and over again, it's not forever. It, it hurts and it's hard. And there are some days that are still hurt, that still hurt and are hard. But 
there is joy to be found. And, you know, thankfully I have found it and it's through the goodness of people. There's so much attention now on mental health where there wasn't even to that level when you were going through what, what you went through. Um, and so many young people are struggling. We know there's a mental health crisis with teens. And care to share anything that helped you? Do, do you think it's important that people seek therapy or uh, programs that may help when you're really struggling? Well, I do think that that community is very, very important. I think that you know, for so many of the the folks that are struggling, it were it were the young adults that literally were confined. They need their people. We all need we all need our people, um, and you know, I think that it's really important um, that in the event that someone is really in a dark place that is really struggling, that um, it's okay. It's actually urgent and necessary to seek professional help. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much out there now, which is maybe the silver lining of the pandemic. We now are normalizing and saying it's okay to get help. But I love what you said that so many people don't know what to do. Oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother them. I'm just going to let them be. And that's really not what we should be doing. By just calling up and saying, I don't know what to say, but I'm here, is one of the most helpful things that anyone ever did for you. Absolutely. And, you know, and continuous. Yeah, I think that it's not a one and done game. I, it is very hard when, when the funeral's over and the, the, the life goes on and, and you're standing there still wondering what just happened. Um, I think even more so is it important to make that connection and just reach out if it's nothing more than a, I'm going to call you tomorrow and see if you want to go grab a cup of coffee or see how you're okay. And if you don't pick up the phone, it's okay. Like yeah. allowing people that space, but there's a, in knowing that there's someone there that is caring and concerned and wants to be a part of whatever it is that someone is struggling with is so important and we don't do it. I think sometimes we assume everyone else is doing it or we don't know what to say. It's so simple. We can text, we can call, we can stop by. And I think when you leave the ego at the door and realize that, that the response might be, I'm just having a really bad day and I kind of want to stay in bed. Um, it's not, it's not about you. It's about the person, but what's happening is that seeping into that person that's just staying in bed is a knowing that someone cares about them mm. and that makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you've been very helpful. Thank you so much for sharing this and I hope that it will help others. I hope so too. Thanks, Jenny. You're welcome. And you can find more information on the cutting edge of wellness by listening to other Kara's Cures podcasts. You can find them on Apple or Spotify. If this is something that uh, helped you or you think can help someone else, please share it. You can also follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I like to share this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.